Let's turn our Bible this morning to the book of Job. We'll be in Job chapter number 22. Job chapter number 22. And I'll read three verses of Scripture this morning and see what the Lord has for us from the, the, the book of Job chapter number 22. And be reminding you again of the service tonight at 6 o'clock. I want you to be here. Uh, we always have a great time on Sunday night. I look forward to what the Lord has for us. We're in Job chapter number 22 this morning, and I'll begin reading with verse number 21. And there's a truth in this chapter that I want us to see today, and I want us to be helped by as we look at the book of Job chapter number 22 in verse number 21. Follow along with me, if you would, as we begin reading in verse 21. Acquaint now thyself with him, and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thine heart. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. I want you to notice the first phrase of verse 21. Acquaint now thyself with him. I want to use that phrase and preach on this subject this morning. Get acquainted with God. Doesn't that sound good? Get acquainted with God. There is a way for you and I to be acquainted with God. But it may come in a form that we're not anticipating. But I want to use that phrase this morning to help us. Father, I pray uh, as the service progresses, may our attention uh, be focused completely on you. And Father, I pray this morning as I preach that I'll be your mouthpiece. I pray the Holy Spirit of God would fill me and guide me and use me. And Father, in the life of every person here, may we uh, get from this scripture what uh, you would have for us today. If there's one in the service this morning that's unsaved, they've uh, never put their faith, their complete faith and trust in Jesus Christ, may they do so today. May they uh, deal with their eternity today. Uh, bless the service, uh, bless what you have for us this morning, and we'll give you the honor and praise for what you do, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. We find in this chapter, chapter 22 of the book of Job, uh, we find a very uh, important phrase, a very important truth that we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, before we get into that, we must reflect on where we are in the book of Job. Job, as you know, uh, this book deals with the life of Job and the suffering uh, that he endured as a Christian. Uh, Job was a great man. Job was a, a holy man. Job was a faithful man. Uh, he had a great relationship with his God. I do not know, and Scripture can't, doesn't tell us, but I can draw the conclusion that of all those who lived on the planet during the life of Job, uh, I would draw the conclusion that Job uh, probably had the closest relationship with God. Uh, when Satan entered into the presence of God to accuse their brethren, who was it that immediately God wanted to talk about? It was his servant, Job. It was Job the one who would enter this trial uh, that we uh, have given a privilege to uh, have a, a front, front row seat into the life in the troubles of Job. Uh, we find during his troubles, of course, he uh, has lost his ten children to death. He's lost his wealth. Uh, and now he's lost his health. And he is sitting in an ash heap being comforted by who he refers to as the miserable comforters. Eliphaz, that good brother who obviously knew the answer to why Job was suffering, uh, he had come to the conclusion that Job's suffering came because Job had something in his life 
that should not be there. And Job, there was something uh, in his life that he needed to get right. And he began to lecture him and tell him, Job, if you just get right, uh, these problems would go away. Now his friend had come to the wrong conclusion about the life of Job. Because Scripture tells us it was the exact opposite. It was because of his fellowship with God that he would enter this trial. It was because of his relationship with God that he became the focus of this tribulation. But Eliphaz had seen it a different way, and he began, he had come to the wrong conclusion, but there's something very important that we find in verse number 21. Even though he came to the wrong conclusion, he gives some good advice. Get acquainted with God. That word acquaint means to make fully known, to make familiar. To get acquainted with God is for God to be familiar. To get acquainted with God is to make Him fully known to the one who is doing the acquainting. Now this morning, uh, if I asked you to raise your hand, I'll not ask you to do that, but if I said, how many of you want to get to full to know God better, you want God to be familiar to you, I believe we would all raise our hand and say, I want to know God in a greater way. Job got to know God. Job got to be fully acquainted with God in the way that only one could get to know God in that way, through tribulation through trials. Now we would all say we want to know God, and we would all say we want to see God in a greater way, but friend, are we willing this morning to say and to, to acknowledge that there are some ways to see God, that you can only see God through tribulation? Let me, by way of introduction, just give you some thoughts on trials in general. All, first of all, all of us will have trials. All of us will experience heartache. All of us will bear burdens. I, I, don't, I don't want to uh, sound harsh this morning, but if you're going through a trial, if you're going through a tribulation, you're not that special. Because we all face them. We all experience them. Everyone, you may say, Pastor, this morning you may say, Pastor, I, God's been so good to me, it's hard for me to identify because I don't know what it's like to bear a great burden. You just live a little bit longer and you'll know. Because it's a fact of life. All of us will experience trials and tribulations. Uh, the second fact, the second statement I'll make be, by way of introduction is this. There is always a reason behind the trial. God gets no pleasure out of seeing His children suffer. God gets no pleasure out of seeing His children go day by day with a broken heart and a heavy load and a, a wondering what is coming next. God gets no pleasure out of that. But we've already stated that everyone will go through a trial. Everyone will carry a burden. Everyone will experience heartache. And everyone will find themselves in a desperate situation at some point in their life. If that is true, and I believe that it is, then why would God allow His children to go through that? Because there's always a reason. You may not know what it is. I may not know what it is. One of the hardest questions as a pastor I get asked is, Pastor, why? 
And more times than not, my response is always the same. I don't know. But I do know there is a reason for it. I do know God is in control. So when it comes to trials, it comes to tribulations, it comes to burdens, it comes to heartache, we are all the same in the fact that everyone is going to experience one at some point. Sometimes it's a short season. Sometimes it's a lifetime. Sometimes it's a... It's a trial that when you compare a burden, when you compare it to someone else, it might seem large or small, but we all have them. We all experience them. And let me just offer you some encouragement this morning. If you just got out of one, hold on. You're going to find another one down the road. I'm here to uplift your spirits today. We all have them. But I offer some comfort in the fact that there's always a reason. Even if you don't know what it is, there's always a reason. God knows. God has a reason. God has a purpose. Let me say third, thirdly by way of introduction this morning. There's always a great opportunity in a trial. Uh, listen to me this morning. We all have trials. It's not something that we want. It's not something we desire. We all have burdens. It's not something that we seek. It's not something that we long for. Uh, And in those trials and those burdens and those difficulties and those circumstances, uh, we can take some comfort in God knows the reason why. Job had no idea why he had buried ten children. He had no idea why in an instant everything was taken for him. All of his wealth All of the peace in his life, it was all gone. You think Job knew? You think Job had understanding? That's why we see the greatness of Job. uh, That his response is, uh, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, if we would respond in that way to our trials and our circumstances. But because we know what the last chapter says and God's going to give it all back. Well, in chapter number one, Job had no idea. He sits in the ash heap being lectured by that good spiritual brother who had no understanding of what God was doing. Job didn't know, but God knew. There was a reason. But in the midst of Job's trial, and friend, this is true for you and I, we may never know what it's like to bury ten children. We may never know what it's like to lose all of our wealth at an instant. We may never be able, we may have health difficulties, but never to be able to identify exactly like Job in his difficulty. But we can know that God has a purpose and we can always see there's an opportunity there. What is that opportunity, Pastor? Well, I think we would all say, oh, I want to be acquainted with God. I want to get to know God in a greater way. I want to get to see the greatness and the bigness of God. Well, friend, there's an opportunity in your trial. There's an opportunity in your burden that you cannot find anywhere else, and that is to get acquainted with God. This 
Pharisee, if I can, if this uh, uh, one revealing his own heart, this miserable comforter as a friend in his lecture, which was uh, not accurate to Job of how Job needed to get his own heart right and how Job needed to get the sin out of his life. He did give some good advice, and it is true of you and I today to acquaint thyself with God. In your burden, acquaint yourself with God. Uh, In your heartache, acquaint yourself in God. In your trial, acquaint yourself with God. There is a way to get to know God that you cannot know Him unless you're going through a difficult time. I'd like to get to know God better. Have you ever said that, Christian? Well, there's a way, but it's through the circumstances that none of us want to face. Where we must depend wholly on God. I wish God would make Himself known in my life. Be careful. Because God will give you an opportunity. And sometimes it's frustrating as a Christian. A pastor, I'm doing everything that I know to do. I'm faithful to God. I, I don't know of what I could do any, in, in any greater way for Him. I have given myself to Him. And it just seems like the difficult times have come. And all I've ever wanted to do is just serve God. And now I have this trial and this burden. And it, it, Pastor, this came after I got things right with God and after I got in church and after I got, 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 got on fire for Him and decided to serve Him, then the burdens came, then the disappointment came, then the heartache came. I, I don't understand. Well, friend, God has given you an opportunity to know Him in a greater way. My advice to you this morning is to just get acquainted with God. My advice to you this morning is to get to know your God in a greater way. And you're going to have the opportunity to do so. Most Christians have a hard time, or should I say, some Christians have a hard time with their trial and their burden and their difficulty and their heartache because they don't ever approach it in the right mental, in the mental way they should. Because we like to play the victim. We like to say, oh God, why have you done this? But there's always a reason. We may not have understanding, but we do have opportunity to get to know God in a greater way. This morning you might say, Pastor, I can testify that 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 is true. And this morning you might say, Pastor, I'm just going to take your word for it because I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you, you might want to file some things away today because the trial is going to come. The difficulty is going to come. What we must do is we must get acquainted with God. God knows what we don't want to admit. Sometimes the only way to fully get our attention and dependence on Him is to put us in a situation where we cannot survive without Him. We cannot get through it without Him. We say, oh, I want to know God in a greater way. Well, in the trial and the tribulation, there's an opportunity to get to know Him. Let me mention some things to you, some observations from this thought. Of getting acquainted with God. First of all, we find the means to attain this. Okay, Pastor, I'm with you. Job is in the middle of his trial and tribulation. Yes, this miserable comforter of a friend, he's way off base in the, in the conclusion he's drawn, but he's right on the advice that he has given to get acquainted with God. I'm with you. 
I understand there's a great opportunity, and God puts us in a place that we have to do this, but how do we do it? Well, we find it, first of all, in verse 22, receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth. Uh, you cannot get acquainted with God without the Word of God. The worst thing you can do, Christian, when you face a circumstance that's too difficult is to leave the house of God, is to close your Bible. You must get in the Word of God to know God. And I can stand here today and testify there have been times in my life when all I could do was just open it and stare at it. Pastor, in your, dark, in your times of trial and, and difficulty, did you, did you decide that you're going to read through the Bible uh, in, in 40 days? No, I, just, I was just trying to get through a page. But I could hold to something that God said. And how many times have we read scriptures and we've heard them taught in Sunday school classes and even preached on in church services but until you've been under that burden, you never really fully understood the promise that God had made. Until you had been in that trial, you never fully understood the weight of the promises of God and the strength and the comfort that are found therein. The only way to know God is to go to His Word, is to go to the Word of God and seek to get to know Him. Quit looking for the answer and look for God. Quit looking for the solution and look for God. He is the answer. He is the solution. He is the strength. If you want to get acquainted with your God in the midst of your trial and your circumstance, you've got to get in His book. You've got to get in the Word of God. But not just in His Word, but in prayer. You, you, you know this. If you've been a member here longer than two weeks, you know that I'm going to remind you that every Christian needs to spend time every day in the Bible. You need to read the Word of God. Oh, but pastor, you do such a great job in, in teaching us, in instructing us. Well, the Holy Spirit's probably going to do a little bit better job. We need it every day. Christians need to pray every day. But friend, if you really want to get to know God... It's those times of struggle, it's those times of trials, those times of difficulty. I believe in organizing your prayer life. I believe in the list, the things that you ask God about. But I'm talking about the times when you're sitting in the ash heap and you can do nothing but just reach out to God. And sometimes there's a words that come from your mouth. There's sometimes it's just the groaning of the soul and the spirit. And you know that God hears those prayers. And you cannot get to know Him without prayer. Oh, until you've stood at the graveside of a loved one who was suddenly taken from you, you can talk about the grace of God and you can talk about the comfort of God, but it's at that time you can testify that God comforted me in a way that I never know I could be comforted. God strengthened me in a way that I never know I could be strengthened. What has happened? It's through those difficult times you got more acquainted with God. It's through those difficult times God became more known to you and the only way you could have got to know God in that circumstance and in that way is through the trial and the tribulation that you had to endure. 
How we obtain a greater knowledge of God is through His Word, through His prayer, is through the Holy Spirit leadership of your life. There's a time when we need to, and we're usually in tune and listening to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. It is when we are in a difficult circumstance. We play closer attention. We have less things around us to distract us. Let's be honest. Job, while he sat in this ash heap, having buried his children, lost his health, lost his wealth. No understanding of what is going through his life. He was not distracted by the frivolous things of the world at this point. Christian, if you can identify with a trial, you can identify with a burden. There are just some things that matter before that that don't matter now. That don't matter when you're just trying to survive and get through the day. What an opportunity to be in tune with the Holy Spirit of God. There's less distraction. Therefore, He can have more leadership in your life. Oh, don't we want a greater opportunity to know God? Don't we want to know God in a greater... I want to get acquainted with God. Well, friend, there are some lessons that cannot be learned without the trial. There is a part of God that you cannot know without the difficulty. Hey, we're all going to have trials. We're all going to have burdens. None of us like them. There's always a reason behind them. But it's a way for us to get to know God. Acquaint now thyself with Him. We said, first of all, there's the means to attain this. There's got to be a way. God doesn't just say, get to know me. Or the, the, the admonition is, is not just to get to know God and, and without telling us how to do it, without knowing how to do it. It is spending that time with God. It's the whisper of the prayer in the weak moment. It's the time seeking uh, the, the strength that you need from the Word of God. It is during those times that you can identify with the psalmist when he is bearing his soul. You can identify with a character named, uh, like Job uh, when you're dealing with circumstances that are similar to his. The only way you get to know God is by seeking Him in that way. We find the, the, the second observation here is the peace that it brings. Notice our text. Acquaint now thyself with Him and be at peace. I've already stated my opinion. I've written chapters and books about my opinion of the miserable comforters. Now, you might not agree with this, but they had to be independent Baptists because there's a lot of independent Baptists I know that have the same comforting skills as the miserable comforters in the book of Job. I was praying and God told me why you're going through this. God didn't tell you nothing. You're sitting here thinking, if this was me, this is why I'd be going through it. But God didn't tell you why somebody's going through something. But in the midst... Of Eliphaz preaching his sermon. There was some good advice in there. Get acquainted with thy God so you can be at peace. On the surface, we look at that and he, you can be at peace. Well, we, I'm in the ash sheep. How can I be at peace? 
How could he ever be at peace having buried ten children? And sometimes, Christian, you may ask, how could I ever deal with this? How could I ever be at peace? How could I ever be at peace with God and peace in my life? And part of the difficulty of a trial and a tribulation is the chaos it brings in your life. We like the order and we like the routine and we like that which we can grasp and hang on to and we can control all of the little pieces in our life, but yet God allows a trouble to come along, a temptation, a trial, a, a tribulation, and just shakes our life up and makes it chaotic and we just want some peace in our life. God, how can I have peace? Remove this. But we see the two are tied together. Get acquainted with God and be at peace. Which would lead me to believe that, yes, there was a thought there that if you would just get right, God might would give you your health back. But those ten children would still be gone. The suffering would have still have been endured. So, Pastor, I, I'm not quite grasping this. See, the trial brings suffering. The trials turn our life upside down and be at peace. So getting acquainted with God brings peace. Because during that time of tribulation, during that time of trial, is when we find ourselves not resisting Him. Let's be honest, this morning, Christian, we all find ourselves at times resisting God. Resisting the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Resisting even the conviction that is brought into our life. All of us, no matter how long you've been saved, no matter how far removed you have been uh, from, 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 from being lost, and no matter how far removed you are uh, from, 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 from past mistakes, no matter what we have achieved in our Christian life, uh, there, there, there typically is something in our life that we resist God. But you know where you're going to find the least resistance in the life of a Christian when it comes to their God? When they're burdened. When they're heartbroken. How many times has, have you with a broken heart and a heavy burden said, God, I'll do whatever. God, it just doesn't make sense to me. You've got, I've got to have you. And see, we are at peace with Him when we're not resisting Him. We're at peace with Him when we're going the same direction. And sometimes God has to allow things to come into our life so that we don't resist Him, so that we completely surrender to Him. So He stops us and slows us down and says, Be reminded that it is me you should be seeking. And there's no resistance to whatever He does because we've realized how fragile life really is. And it's the submission. You know, Job, we don't have time to preach through the whole uh, book this morning, but you know, Job had to go through a process where he had to be okay with the ash heap. He had to be okay with everything taken from him. Was God putting him through that just to see, uh, watch him suffer? We know the circumstances behind the trial Job had. I know there was a purpose behind it. There was a plan behind it. Uh, but it also was an opportunity for Job to just surrender everything to God.
See, when you have to seek God for your own survival, when you have to seek God uh, for your own, to, be, to be sustained, uh, you will find that you are more ready. I want to know Him. I get acquainted with Him. Know more of Him. That only comes from the opportunity of suffering. It brings peace. We don't think that way, do we? Trial brings chaos. A, a burden, a heartache. We lose control. But you know, you can still have peace. You ever notice somebody who's come through a trial and you look at them and say, why are they in such peace? Well, somewhere along the way in that trial, they've gotten acquainted with God. Somewhere they've seen God. They have felt the comfort. They felt the grace. They have had the fellowship. Let's be honest. Human relationships get in the way of the relationship with our Heavenly Father. And when all friends forsake you, you've only got one friend you can turn to. And now God has all of your attention. And now God has all of your time. And when, and when nobody, when doctors can't give you an answer, and when, and when, when family can't offer a solution, now you've got to spend all your time talking to the only one who's in control, the only one who can do anything about it. And you stand by the grave of a, of a loved one, and you don't have a solution, you don't have an answer, and the only thing you can do is, is seek the face of God, and God can comfort you, and God can give you the peace that only comes from Him. There is a peace that comes from getting more acquainted with God. God, and we get more acquainted with God through the opportunity of trials, the opportunity of burdens. We notice thirdly, we find the good that comes from it. We don't like to hear this when we are in our trials. Bearing our burden, enduring our heartache. We don't like to hear it when a preacher gets up and preaches or somebody we know says, there's the reason behind it. There's good in it. We resist that because we know the burden, we know the pain, we know the heartache, we know the questions. But friend, there is good that comes out of a trial. There is good that comes out of a burden. There is good that comes out of a heartache. We often like to refer to as, I know I like to refer to it, the trials of Job, you turn to the last chapter, and how Job's life ended. God gave him ten more children. But God, he, God did not give him back his children that perished. It did not change the, the tears that had been shed. Now those ten children that were taken in those horrible tragedies that Scripture tells us about, uh, they, they, they were waiting on him in heaven and they have eternal life. And so he was reunited with them, but God gave him ten more. But he still shed the tears. He still buried his children. He got his health back, but there were still scars from the suffering that he endured. 
say, Pastor, what is your point? My, my point is there is good that comes from it. Wait a minute. Are you talking about the 10 additional children? That's a byproduct. The, the scars, are you talking about the scars? No, no, no. Think of the strength that came from his burden. God does not give us every detail of the life of Job, but I promise you this, whatever he faced in the future, he had strength to sustain it and strength to face it and spiritual strength because he endured coming through that trial. And friend, this morning, I, I am for determining never to quit and determining never to be faithful. But let's be honest, the only way we're going to get through our trials and our burdens is from the help of an almighty God who sustains us. And when He gets us through that trial, you say, well, I made it through that. Look how strong I am. No, friend, you're missing the point. It's not your strength that gets you through. It's not your wisdom. It's not even your character. It is getting us in a place where we have to go to God. God, I've got to know you more. I've got to see you more. That's the only way I'm going to get through this. And God strengthens us and sustains us. And now when I come out of one trial and I face another one, I'm stronger than I was before because I have a greater faith in my God. I have seen God sustain me. I have seen God deliver me. I have held to a promise of Scripture in the dark hours of the night. I have held on to God's words, and it has been proven that God is true. It has been proven that He is faithful, and now I am stronger with whatever else I face. I don't know what you're facing or what all God has behind it, but I know this, if you'll let God bring you out of one trial, if you'll seek Him, get more acquainted with Him, you'll be stronger when you get through it. Oh, we don't like to hear that, do we? In the midst of the burden, well, you're going to be, you hang in there. You're going to be stronger when you come out of it. I'm not worried about being stronger when I come out of it. I'm just worried about getting through the day. Hang in there. You'll be stronger. I don't want to hear that. Because we're focused on the day. But once you come through it, well, you got strength that you didn't have before. And it's not of yourself. Friend, let me help you. Some of you, you do a lot better in your trial if you quit trying to get through the trial on your own. I got to be strong. Oh, I, I don't find that in my Bible. As a matter of fact, I find when you're weak, that's when you're strong. Because it's the grace of God. And some, I'm just... You can check my notes when I'm done. This isn't in my notes, but I just feel the Lord putting me down this pathway. Some of you, you get out of the ash heap quicker if you give, give in to God and just say, God, I just want to know you better. You get through the trial a little bit easier if, if God had complete surrender so He could strengthen you and sustain you. There's good that comes of it. It is a strength that we have because of. What God does. Not only strength, but knowledge. Knowledge. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because I'm not, I don't want to not like you, but how many of you like school? Good. Nobody else in here. Good. I'm glad of that. We like to know things, don't we? We just don't like to go what we have to go through to learn them. That's, that's, well, I want to know this and I want to have this. Well, okay, go, go, go take a class. I don't want to do that. I just want to know it. 
I'm going to put the book under my pillow tonight and sleep on it and just maybe, maybe I'll get something. That's not how it works. Oh, we say, Pastor, I want to know God better. I want to know that God is real. I want to know that God is in my life. I want to know those things. Well, next time that trial comes along, here's an opportunity to get acquainted with Him. Friend, I can stand here. I've lived long enough, been through enough to stand here and tell you, I know that His grace is sufficient. So how, do you, how, how, how can you say that? And sometimes the naysayers and the skeptics will say, how can you say those things about God? Because in the dark hours, when you had nowhere to go, you could go to your God and say, God, I need to know you more. I have nowhere else to turn. And when you come out of that, you can say, I know that he will sustain you. Well, how do you know that? I wouldn't be here if he didn't sustain me. I know that he is able, and we learn those things about him that we can only know in our trial. Let's be honest, you read the Psalms a lot differently after having a broken heart than before your heart was ever broken. Because it's a different knowledge. Not only knowledge, but joy. Joy. You can have a burden and still have joy. I don't think Job was happy. I'm just trying to, no, 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 no. There's a difference in happiness and the joy of the Lord. Simply put, happy is external, joy is internal. Because I know God, because it is sustained, oh, I can still have some joy. <coughs> what comes from our trial? Joy. Well, Pastor, there's some things that were taken away from me that I'm never going to get back. You mean like ten children? But you can still have joy in the Lord. Well, how can he have joy? Because the miserable comforters, comforters, as he called them, were there. But the one who is comfort was also there. And joy comes from getting to know God in a greater way. Getting to know God in a better way. I've got to hasten. We find the fourth observation, the end. Improvement made. Don't miss this. I'm out of time. I'll hasten. We find in verse number 22, Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thine heart. After the words have already been uttered in verse 21, Acquaint now thyself with him. Verse 23, If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. Notice what he says. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. There is an improvement made. Once you endure the trial, there's an improvement made when you go through the heartache. There's an improvement made when you bear the burden. I've said by way of introduction, everybody's going to go through a trial. There's always a reason for the trial. And when you come through the trial, there's going to be an improvement made. There's a purging. Notice what the scripture says. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. Let's be honest this morning, ladies and gentlemen. There are some things that God can deal with in our life that he can only deal with when we are in difficulty. When we are in hardship. Say, 
<coughs> Pastor, I, I know somebody in my life, or maybe I could say with, 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 with a sincere sincereness this morning, I was serving God. I was doing the best I can. Friend, it doesn't matter how long you've been saved. We haven't arrived yet. God wants each and every, He wants every part of us. He wants complete surrender. And everybody holds on to that one little thought or that one little idea, no matter how long they've been saved. And there are times when God can deal with us and He cannot deal with us in any other way but to get us when He has stripped us down and taken everything away from us and allowed these circumstances to come and overtake us. And then He could deal with a deep, dark, recesses of our heart and it's in that time God if you'll just get me through this and we confess everything that we know and that which we've been holding on to God I'll do whatever I'll, I'll do whatever you want for me if you just sustain me there's a purification process and if let, let's use some logic this morning if we are trying to get more acquainted with God and you enter into the presence of God and get to know God in a greater way is it possible for it not to affect you? The more time you spend with God, the more you are going to pursue holiness. The more you're going to surrender because to be in the presence of perfection, to be in the presence of holiness just shines a light on all of our infirmities. All of our imperfection. If nothing else, when you go through that trial and difficulty, there's an opportunity for God to deal with you in ways he's never, he might not have had an opportunity. Otherwise, not only a purging, but a prospering. Verse number uh, 23, uh, 24, Then shalt thou lay up gold as dust. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I'm not preaching to you this morning that if you'll get through your trial that you're going to lay up gold as dust. You're going to have so much gold, it's just as dust. But there is a prospering that takes place when you just are faithful to God. God blesses faithfulness. Uh, I want to, how many Christians would say, I want to prosper in my life? Often we pray, Lord, remove anything from me that shouldn't be there. We need to be careful. Because there's some things that cannot be removed without a fire. There are some things that cannot be dealt with without a burden. Pastor, I'm, I'm dealing with some circumstances I don't know how to get through. I don't know how to deal with. <clears throat> Friend, first of all, there's a reason behind it. I may not know what it is. You may not know what it is. But God does not get any pleasure in the suffering of His children. There's always a purpose. There's always a reason. And if we have to go through something, we have to endure something... Let's seek the face of God. Let's get more acquainted with Him. And no matter what happens in your life, if you come through the other side closer to God, it was worth it. We may not understand it. We may not have liked a moment that we've gone through it, but we can say on the other side, I got to know my God better. I got to see Him in a way that I did not know Him. And I know because another trial is coming. Another tribulation is coming. Something is coming around the bend. And this time now, we're a little stronger. 
We know that God will get us through it. We know that God will sustain us in our faith and our hope is in Him. Here's the message. Here's the thought. When your trial comes, you have a choice. You have a choice. You can run from God or you can run to God. I, in no means, am imperfect in anything, especially this situation. But when we, my wife and I and our family went through the trial of our, our daughter who passed away at eight and a half months. Once, if I did anything right during that, it's sort of the very beginning of that, I made up my mind. And I, I, I told God this on one occasion. If I have to go through this, I want you to teach me everything that I can learn. Those are not easy lessons to learn. Those are hard lessons. But too many Christians, we enter into a trial, we enter into a phase of life that's going to be very, very uncomfortable, and we waste it. Because God allows us to go through certain, certain things so He can teach us. So that we get to the place in our life where we just say, I've got to get to know God better. I've got to get to know Him. Christian, are you going through a burden today? Are you in your trial? Determine not to quit. Determine not to give up. But you need to, something, your trial is not going to be the place where you can sustain it on your own. You're going to have to find God and get acquainted with Him. When you come out the other side, you'll be stronger for it. Uh, You'll know Him in a greater way. Don't you want to know God greater? Well, let's look at our trials that none of us would choose as an opportunity to get more acquainted with Him. And sometimes the burdens are so heavy, we're forced to get to know Him. But if we put our trials and our tribulations in that context, it doesn't sound near as bad, does it? I'm going to have to depend on God. I'm going to have to seek His face. I'm going to have to have his intervention. It's in those times we can know God in ways that we could not know him otherwise. Father, I pray.